you brought your Bibles this morning, you want to turn to the book of Genesis chapter 3 for just a moment. We'll get to some of those places in just a moment. And if you don't have your Bibles, there's some in the pews. And if you want to listen, I'll read them to you in just a moment. But the book of Genesis chapter 3. Uh, and then you can mark that spot and go over to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10 for just a moment. Uh, those are the two places you can mark before I get into our uh, initial scripture reading. So again, uh, to save you from flipping later on, let's go ahead and turn to the book of Genesis chapter 3 and the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10. Again, Genesis chapter 3 and 1 Samuel chapter 10. Uh, but the first place I want to read to you, it's one verse found in the book of Jeremiah. Um, so again, Genesis chapter 3, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 10. But I want to read to you, if I can, the very first uh, place will be in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23. And I want to read to you the 24th verse. Jeremiah 23 and verse 24 says this. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? That's a question. He said, can anybody hide in any place that I cannot see him? Saith the Lord, do not I feel the heaven and earth? It's a question, saith the Lord. He could have made that a statement, but the question is, he knows it. He just wants you to know. He is everywhere. This morning, my label or my title would be Hide and Seek with Elroy. Or if you want to translate that out, it's Hide and Seek with God. Folks, I want to tell you, that just doesn't seem like it's fair play hide-and-seek with somebody that can see everything. But that's good and that's bad. One, I thank God that there's not a circumstance that I can get in in my life that God does not see me. But there's not a place that we can run and hide that God does not know exactly where we are. If you marked your scripture there in the book of 1 Samuel, over to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10. If you've ever noticed, as I'm getting ready to flip back and read this, children by their instinct, when they do something wrong, they run and hide. They just, I used to do that, I still do. Uh, somebody gets, the policeman sees them speeding, they just want to go hide on another road. And that's, our instinct is to try to hide when we sin or when we do what's wrong. Children in their, their cognitive development, they have this idea and perception that if they cover their eyes and they can't see you, they feel like that you in turn cannot see any of them. It's kind of the idea of an ostrich sticking his head in the ground, thinking that it can't see you so you can't see it, knowing that 95% of its body is now being exposed for you to catch or whatever you want to do to the ostrich. It's, it's that idea that we feel like that if we can just cover, then, then God cannot see these things. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot play hide and seek with God. You cannot hide from Elroy. I don't know who's hiding this morning. I don't know what you're hiding from. I don't know where you're hiding at. But I know this. God knows exactly where you are. The book of 1 Samuel, chapter 10. I want to read you one verse, if I can, about a man by the name of Saul. He had been chosen as king, and we're going to back that up for just a minute. He had been chosen as king. Let's back up even further than that. We're seeing a transition go from the judges to a king. Now, the problem with that was, 
Everybody else had a king, but God did not deal with his people like that. He said, I deal with you through the judges. They didn't want that. They wanted to be like everybody else. Folks, may we may have a strong warning that we do not need to be like everybody else. That we need to be led by God. Well, God can use a king, and he does. But in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 10, there was a man by the name of Saul that had been chosen by God. Now, God told Samuel who it was going to be and that it was going to be Saul. And now what had happened is this proclamation had gone out or this message that all the people needed to gather together. Now, when I start talking about a king of, of a nation, Israel, we're not talking about, I don't know, 20 or 30 miles. We're talking about hundreds of miles wide and as broad as it is wide. It's it's it, it, it's pretty large area that we're talking about. So these people, they didn't have planes and trains the way that we do. So they obviously traveled by their means of transportation. They had to bring their clothes and food. And they brought their family along with them because they wanted to know who the king was. He'd already been chosen as Saul, but they wanted to know. See if it sounds familiar. 1 Samuel chapter 10. And skip down to the 22nd verse. Therefore, back up 21st verse. When he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of, of Matri was taken, and Saul the son of Kish was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. Here he was hiding in, as we're going to find out, the stuff, their luggage. You, you, could you imagine all these people had come together and they want to know who the king was going to be? And, and all of a sudden they had rallied into a place. All their, 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 their luggage and all their stuff that they had brought with them was out to the side. And all of a sudden, listen to what happened in that 22nd verse. And they inquired of the Lord, Father, if a man yet come thither and the Lord answered, they said, where's our king at? Behold, he had hid himself among the stuff. There's some children sometimes that are really good at hide and seek. There's other times they will sit right, in, right under your nose and put just a little something over their eyes and they'll hide and they'll say, well, you got to come find me because they truly feel like they're hiding. Folks, when you play hide and seek with God, know this, he will find you. But that's a good thing. When you play hide and seek with Elroy, we're talking about a God that sees everything. And we're going to get to this God that sees everything in a minute. Where are you hiding at? People hide under all kind of masks. You know, Halloween's not the only time that people dress up and try to hide themselves. Folks, all the time, people are hiding behind a mask of who they are because they do not want not only just people to see them, they don't want God to see them. Folks, not only does God sees you, He sees you for who you really are. He knows real from fake. He knows something authentic from something that is a replica. He knows the difference. And here we see that the time had come that God had told the people of Israel that this is who your king is going to be. And what we see here is that uh, much like, if, if you go back and read in the book of Joshua, how that Achan was, uh, was, was fetched out of the evil, that the, Ur, the Urim and Thummim was what was used to, um, to find out what God's purpose and plan was. That is how Samuel chose Saul. But if you ever go back and look up Urim, you know what the word Urim means? 
It means an illuminator. It's, it's like a jewel. It's like an illuminator. So let's just say this. It finds. Now we also see that he uses thumbing, which means it completes you or it perfects you. Now here's where it really gets uh, from, from the effort of the high priest. They would have this, it would wear about their neck and it would have all of the stones upon them. 18 of the 22 letters of the, of the alphabet would be presented, but in the Urim and Thummim, that is what is used to give the last little bit that they need to be complete. Let me tell you this. Without God in your life, you are incomplete. Without God finding you, without God searching for you, without God calling for you, you are missing something in your life. But I want you to listen. Let's, let's, let's go on and, and read for just a minute. When, when God had chosen and all the people had gathered together, notice what happened is that these people had, had come together in this uh, place, and notice what he says. that they had. If you go back just a little bit earlier there in 1 Samuel, in that 10th chapter, if you'll notice what he also says there, uh, I believe it's in the 17th verse. And Samuel called the people together unto the Lord to Mizpah. Now, we're kind of going back in the story for just a minute, but now all the people had come to Mizpah. The word Mizpah means watchtower. What, what is a watchtower? We might say a tower that's built so that they can see something that nobody else or others cannot see. Let me ask you this. Do you believe that God can see things that other people cannot see? Do you believe in that? You can answer that if you want to. It doesn't matter. But I'll tell you this. God sees what you and I cannot see. For a person that's hid in the luggage, God sees that person. Are you hiding in the luggage this morning? Are you hiding in the stuff where all the people's things are? In other words, you want to hide about the, the stuff that's portable instead of hiding in the will of God. You want to hide outside of the will of God. Folks, today if you want to enjoy the blessings of God, do not play hide and seek with Elroy. You cannot play hide and seek with the God that sees all things. And we're going to obviously go back to Genesis here in just a minute. And we're going to read about what had happened uh, there when Adam and Eve sinned against God. But what happens is, then it come time for the king to be appointed. And then all of a sudden when they came looking for the king, it says he could not be found. And they inquired of the Lord. They said, where is he? And he said, he had hid himself among the stuff. Psalms, let me turn over and read you a verse if I can before we get into Genesis for just a minute. Psalms in 139. Let me read to you if I can the 11th verse. I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. But the night shineth in the day, and the light are both alike to thee. In other words... God can see you in the daylight. God can see you in the dark. Best time to play hide and go seek in my neighborhood growing up was at night. We, I, to my knowledge, we never played hide and go seek at night. Or during the day, we always played at night. And as the years got longer, we would start some really late games of hide and go seek. And we just, we, it was within the rule. We had to stay within the block, the streets, all the way around. So there were several houses kind of in the block. And we played hide and go seek. And, and everybody knew we was going to do that. So sure enough, at 10 o'clock at night, there was probably some kid by a garbage can hiding and playing hide and go seek. And I think about how many people are hiding from God right now. They've gotten in the darkness. But remember, the Urim means to light something. 
We see that God illuminates the darkness where we realize that we cannot hide from God. I don't know where you're hiding. It's not just what you're hiding. I don't know where you're hiding at, but I know this. Much like it was when Samuel began to anoint Saul as king, and they said, well, where's he at? And he said, he's hiding amongst the stuff. This morning, I I want to say, Lord, where are they at? What's going on? Where are they hiding at? He knows exactly where they are. For all the daytime and all the night, all these things, you cannot hide from God. I'm reminded of some scripture found in the book of John. Chapter 1, if you remember when Nathaniel, John 1 and in verse 46, it says, Nathaniel said unto him, Can there be any good thing that cometh out of Nazareth? Philip said to them, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed is whom is no guile. Nathaniel saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. You know, a lot of times I would look at my buddies, I would say, I don't know exactly where he's at, but he's over in so-and-so's yard somewhere. I saw him, you know, you peek, and they were running somewhere. Or you might see somebody going this direction, you're like, I don't know exactly where they're at, but they may say he's somewhere down in this general direction. Folks, God's not just saying you're somewhere. I believe he knows exactly which tree that you're sitting under. I believe God knows exactly what pew you're sitting on. I believe God knows exactly where our car is, what mile marker we're at, what speed we're driving. God knows everything about us. And when God is calling, we want to play hide and go seek. Say, God, let's just go hide from you, folks. Let's just go ahead and concede this. You can hide from me. Well, one of those odd things about a preacher is, it's amazing how many times you get in a congregation and somebody always lines up right behind the person in front of them. They want to hide from the preacher. You know what? I used to do the same thing. I didn't want anybody to look them in the eye. But folks, this is not about somebody looking us in their eye. It's about God looking down in our hearts. And when God looks down in our hearts, and what does He see this morning? I'm glad that I can hide nothing from God, for with God I need help. I need that Spirit to show me what His will is. I need that Spirit to guide me. Not just, I know He's there somewhere. If you go to Shiloh Church on this Sunday morning, uh, the, the, the fourth Sunday of February, you'll just find, folks, they, He knows exactly where we are. He knows who's here. He knows who's going to be here later. He knows tomorrow. He knows yesterday. He knows all of these things. And God knows all of these things. If you remember when Zacchaeus had climbed up in a tree when he was passing by, I don't know if Jesus really recognized, but all of a sudden he looks up and he said, Zacchaeus, why don't you make haste and come down? For today I'm going to bat at your house. He said he knew exactly which tree he was in. Folks, I remember many times I sat in the very back of a church house. And I can tell you there was a lot of times they would get up and they would sing an invitational song. I'd ease out the back door. I'd get in my car and I'd take off driving. I'd run from God. I tried to hide from God. But you know what I found out? God was in my car driving down the road too. I found out that when I got home or I would go out here and we'd get on a field somewhere or we'd play some ball somewhere that all of a sudden while we were talking about all these things, God was there. I could not hide from God. And to this day, I still want to say thank you, Lord, that I could not hide from Elroy. Don't play hide and seek with God. Don't play hide and seek with Elroy because He can find you. Much like it was with Saul as he began to hide and the people gathered together this nation and they wanted to hear this big announcement. They said, well, where's our king at? Samuel knew who it was, but they began to inquire and they said, he's hiding in the luggage. 
I wonder how many people today are hiding right in the midst of the stuff or the luggage is, uh, is it's more commonly known as. He said, how many people are hiding in the luggage? For we know what happened to Adam and Eve. Let's turn back to Genesis if you mark that for just a minute. We know what happened to Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis chapter 3. And let's read the 8th verse. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. Oh, here comes these trees again. Amongst the trees of the garden. Do you know what sin will do to you? It'll make you want to hide from God and not have fellowship. That's what it'll do. Sin will get you out of church. Sin will push you away from God. But that still small voice is drawing you right now. I can tell you I know what happens when God calls a sinner to repentance. You want to run. You may not be like me, but I can tell you that for me, over and over again, I would get in my car, I would walk out of the church house, I would hold on to that pew, I would fight it long enough, as long as I could. If I could just hide in the luggage, then I could just kind of blend in and nobody know where I was. But you know what? God knew exactly where I was at. He said, he's hiding in the luggage. That's what God will do. He'll point you out, he'll call you out, and the preacher's not trying to make your life miserable. That's the Spirit of God working, saying it's you that needs help in your life. And we see here that, that, that with Adam and Eve, it says all of a sudden they went to hide. You had sinfulness, unholiness. You had God. They ran from God. You know what? Adam and Eve had each other. Boy, can't we look at that and say, well, at least we got each other. You know what sin likes company? Adam and Eve were both sinners and they wanted company of each other. Instead of a holy God, they wanted sinful companionship. Folks, today be careful who in this world that we find comfortable to be around. I'm not trying to judge your companion. That's not what we're talking about. What I am saying is, folks, today, that more than we should desire for a relationship with each other, we should desire to have fellowship and a relationship with God. Don't hide from God. Be drawn to God. Notice what happened. It says here, uh, it says, And Adam and his wife hid themselves. They sinned against God, and then they hid. Luke, let me read to you a verse, if I can. The 19th chapter and the 10th verse said this, The Son of Man is come... To seek and to save that which is lost. Folks, today you cannot play hide and seek with El Roy. God finds you. And you know what? I didn't like it when God was finding me in the very back of that church house. I didn't like it when I would be sitting here or here. I would get in my car. We was in a ball game here. I was in school here. I would be somewhere and all of a sudden God would find me. And He would start speaking to me. Folks, today, if God ever speaks, you need to listen to Him. And notice what Adam and Eve did. It says, uh, it says in, in that eighth verse, it says, In the voice of the Lord, God walking in the garden in the cool. Have you ever noticed the verbiage there? It says, there was a voice that was walking. You know what that symbolizes, don't you? There was a voice that they heard that moved. Folks, today, if you want to know something that can move, your heart is the voice of God. Folks, the voice of God, think about all the things that He just spoke into existence. And it just happened. Folks, today the trouble that's in our life, the hiding that we're doing or whatever it is, all we got to do is just say, God speak. And when God speaks, these things will happen. But notice what happens. He was walking in the cool of the day. God didn't 
find them in the heat of things or catch them in a most inopportune time. It says he was doing that. But it says there in that eighth verse, it says, The voice of the Lord God. You can hear my voice all day long. But my voice is not going to call you out, as some may say. Folks, the voice of God will do that. I was a member of the church for, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. I don't have a clue really how long it was. But you know what? The voice of God kept calling me out. Never did a person stand up and say, well, Scott's lost. He needs to be saved. God said it. And you know what voice? The only voice that mattered was the voice of God. Today, people can tell you you're a good person or you've done this or you've done that or that, that, that if you've done this and you're a saved person, only the Spirit of God can declare you a sinner. Only the Spirit of God can declare you a saint. The Spirit of God convicts you. The Spirit of God will save you. But notice what happened. It says, the voice of the Lord God. John chapter 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Folks, this morning, when you try to play hide and go seek with Delroy, his word, is, his voice is going to find you. You know what I found out about the word of God? That it's not meant just for Sunday morning from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. It'll get you in the midnight hour when you're laying there. You know what I found out about the Word of God is that it'll find you in the, in the high noon hour like it did with Paul or Saul on the road to Damascus. The Word of God will find you and it'll speak to you. And you know what? I'm glad it does. For those of us that are saved, you know where we can rejoice at? We rejoice in the fact that no matter where we go, no matter what we do, God sees all. Not just all things, He sees us and where we're at. And we see here that it talks about how the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Notice what happens here in Genesis chapter 3. Where are you? What have you done? That was... a. The, the, the second question, it says, uh, the third question says, what have you done? Second question was, I got out of order a little bit. It says, well, who told you that you were naked and a sinful person? You see, today, God, when we hide, he asked a question. He says, where art thou? We've said this over and over again, and I'm going to say it again. Folks, when God asks questions, it's not for his discovery. It's for your acknowledgement. Adam and Eve, God knew exactly where they were. God knew exactly where Saul was when he was hiding in the luggage over there. He knew exactly where he was, when he was there, why he was there. He knew everything about him. But the question is not being asked today for Adam and Eve's sake. The question is being asked, uh, excuse me, for God's sake, the question is asked for Adam and Eve. The question for you today is, where are you today? Are you hiding in the luggage? Are you under a tree? Are you up in a, in a tree today? Are you, are you hiding from God? For notice what happened is that, that, that Adam and Eve, they sinned against God. And when God found them, you know what Adam did? It's her fault. Well, that sounds 2022-ish. Not my fault that I sinned. That's somebody else's fault. Folks, sin makes you want to blame somebody else. First of all, they hid if Adam didn't do no wrong, then why did he hide? You ever wondered that? I don't know why he hid. Because he knew he was wrong in the eyes of God. And when God, Urim, began to shine upon him and show him that he was a sinner, he knew that something had to be done. It's kind of like the sibling 
Well, they was in here earlier. I, have, I heard them doing something. I think they're the ones that broke it. But the truth is, there's a deep guilt and condemnation for when we know we're guilty. I often wonder what goes inside of a person when they, I call them good liars. Some people are just really good liars. But how do they feel deep down inside? Obviously, they know that there's wrong there. And notice what happened here. He says uh, that the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. This voice came walking into them, asking where they were. And he all of a sudden, Adam begins to pass the book saying, it's all her fault. But you see today, God knows all of these things. For if you're still in the book of Genesis, turn over a few chapters to the book of same book, 16th chapter. Turn over to the 16th chapter of Genesis for just a second. We've talked about, uh, very, very briefly, I believe it even last week, we talked about Hagar. Now, let's, as you're turning to just flipping over a few chapters right quick, if you remember the story of, of, of what happened, and I'll, I'm going to give you a, a, a synopsis real quick. God had told Abraham and Sarah, or Abram and Sarah, that they were going to have a child, a promised child. Well, as they were getting older, actually Sarah come up with this idea. Well, why don't we help God out by letting you and the handmaid, Hagar, have a child, and that's going to be the promised child. Well, sure enough, Hagar and uh, Abram, they conceive a child by the name of Ishmael. But while she was conceived with the child, Sarah became very rude and mean to Hagar. Matter of fact, the Bible says that she got treated so badly that she began to run. I want you to follow with me, focus with me for just a minute. Hagar began to run because her feelings were hurt and she didn't just run to the nearest gas station or hotel or to her nearest friend. The Bible says she ran to a desert. Anybody here ever been scattered out into a desert where you're in barrenness? And if you'll go back and read a little bit earlier there in Genesis in that 16th chapter, I want to read to you if I can the second verse. And Sarah said to Abram, Behold, now the Lord hath re, uh, restrained me from bearing, I pray thee, go unto my maid. It doesn't call her by name. It just says, to my maid. Read the fifth verse and the sixth verse. Every time there, she was referred to as a slave or a maid. Oh, but notice, when she gets hurt and she gets upset, she flees into a desert. You've got to listen to the 16th chapter and skip down to about the eighth verse there. And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hands. Now, notice what happened. There was a voice that found her out in the desert and called her by name. Look at that eighth verse. And he said, Hagar. Today, folks, you may be out in the middle of a desert. Everybody else may look at you as a slave or a handmaid or whatever you are. But I can tell you what God looks at you as. He looks at you as a person. He knows who you are. He knows you by name. He knows your location. He knows everything about you. Not that you're a bad person. Not that you're a good person. He knows everything. And he said, and the Lord said, Hagar, 
He spoke directly to her. And notice what happened. Here she was running from her pain, and he told her, he says, I want you to return to thy mistress and submit thyself unto her hands. In other words, he said, I'm going to be with you. He said, but you're, I want you to know if I can find you in a desert, I can find you when you're doing what you're supposed to do. For every child of God, you know what I believe today? When you're doing what you should do and you're exactly where God would have you to be, God can help you. And he told her, that's where he goes on to tell her that she's going to bring forth a child. And his name shall be called Ishmael. No, this wasn't the promise of the seed of God. It was of the scheme, I guess you would say, of mankind. But here's the thing. God knew her. She was a person. You know, sometimes you're known by your occupation. Well, there's the clerk or there's the teller or there's the plumber or whatever it is. You know, we're known as the occupation. You're not just a sinner. Folks, he knows exactly who you are and where you are. When you get saved, are we just all the saved by grace? book of Revelation says this. There is a new name. Folks, today the Bible says that he knows his sheep. He calls them by name. And the sheep not only are called by name, they know his voice and they respond unto him. So this morning as, as we read these scriptures and we think about these things, remember what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah said, Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Saith the Lord. He said, Where are you going to go? Again, the questions are not for Jeremiah to, I mean, for God to know. It's for Jeremiah to realize, you can't hide from me. And he says, do not I feel heaven and earth, saith the Lord. This morning, don't be like Saul. When all the people had come together and it was time for God to work in his life, they said, where's our king? And he said, he's hiding in the luggage. He's over there hiding in the stuff. You're here and you've been saved this morning. You don't need to be hiding in the stuff. You need to be where God wants you to be. Doing what God wants you to do. I'm convinced even this very hour, if we do not caution ourselves, we too could be found hiding in the luggage. And you know what? You can come to church. You can sit on the very front pew and you can still hide in the stuff. But you got to come out and let God have His way with you. This morning, I want us to get a song. Hagar, when she said God, Elroy, is the, that's the first time the name Elroy was mentioned, was when Hagar said, God, you know what Elroy is translated? I didn't get to that. Elroy is translated, you're the God that sees everything. You saw me in a desert. Thank you that you can find me. Aren't you glad that this little parcel of land, God sees you? As we stand together and sing this song. Thank